0: That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. A listener production. Okay,
1: are you recording?
2: Welcome to the Howie Games Artist Series. A player profile questions for a man that with his wife was behind the biggest travel books in the world, Lonely Planet, his name is Tony Wheeler. Tony, how are you going? Very well. Righto. Tony, for a man that's travelled the world, what is your favourite food?
1: <laughs> Look, uh, you, you know, that uh, in the end you sort of come back to comfort food and we were in a mm. restaurant last night that was comfort food and, I, you know, you don't get any more comfortable than Italian and I, I do, I like travelling in Italy and Italian food is um, comfort can you cook? Ooh. <laughs> um, I've got a limited repertoire and if it's going to take, okay. take more than 15 minutes, forget it.
2: So of this limited repertoire, if you are trying to impress someone, they're coming round to your place and you're putting on your number one dish, Tone, what are you going with?
1: You know, I've, uh, I, I very often do the, the fish dishes, you know, okay. if it's good fish, it's um, Tastes
2: nice. So this magnificent fish dish is prepared, and now you have the option of inviting three people from any time, alive, dead, that you know, that you didn't know. It's a tough one. This one to come to this fish dinner. Who's getting the three invites?
1: It's got to be some travel people. So yes, I'd probably, um, I'd probably bring Richard Burton. You know, the um, not not the. Um, not the Elizabeth Taylor husband one, the, um, no. the Victorian explorer who translated yes. the Kama Sutra and, you mm. know, discovered the source of the Nile and did all sorts of amazing things and spoke innumerable languages and snuck into Mecca. So, you know, I I'd, I'd definitely, like, um, definitely like Richard Burton. Um, you know, I'd have mm-hmm. another sort of explorer. I'd, I'd have Joseph, Joseph Banks, you know, um, right. Bethany Bay. The botanist. Yeah, you know, you know his travelling around the world with with um, Captain Cook, you know, when he arrived, it, it would have been like close encounters of the third kind, people who'd, mm. you know, he was a sort of coming in from Mars and, and meeting, you know, he was landing on Mars when he landed in French Polynesia or landed in Australia or New Zealand. You know, it was just this total clashes sometimes of cultures but also meetings of entirely different cultures so burton banks and you know we, we've got to we can't be just all all the, the men guys sitting around and mm-hmm. i've just read a book by an english woman i'd never heard of before before called rose macaulay who um wrote amazing books and i just can't believe that i've somehow <laughs> missed out on her but you know Let's um, let's put put some glamour around the table as well. Yes, yes. I, I think I'll invite Jane Birkin. You know, there she was. Ah. She was. You know, she was in she was in the film Blow Up. You know, and I I like Blow Up for all sorts of reasons, quite quite apart from her being part of it in a very small way. What was your first car? <laughs> first real car that I sort of I had a car called a Marcos. A Marcos. Yeah. Not named after the Philippines dictator. Um, right. the, the name comes from two people, Jem Marsh, M-A-R, and Frank Costin. And, um, Frank Costin, his brother, Mike Costin, is also the cause of Cosworth engines, which were uh-huh. Formula, Formula One engines. You know yeah. a bit about car racing and I do. Yeah. So Marcos was a Mar and cause. And it was a build-it-yourself thing. You, you, bought a, you bought this body shell from Marcos and then you bought a wrecked mini and you took all the mechanical parts out of the mini and put them in and you made this little miniature sports car. And did it go? It did go. You know, I, I, I built it in England and when I came to Australia, I left it in my grandfather's garage where it, where I thought I was going to be back in a year and I didn't get back for four years. Um, And then I thought, oh, what do I do with it now? And I thought, I'll ship it out to Australia. So I shipped it out to Australia and I had it in Australia for 20 years. And I said, (laughs) oh, it's, you know, time to move on to something else. And I put it up for sale and somebody in Japan bought it. So it was shipped from Melbourne to Japan, where as far (laughs) as I know, it still lives.
2: (laughs) So that's your first car. What was your very first ever job? What is the first thing you did and received some uh,
1: recompense for it? Oh, I worked in a petrol station when I was a teenager at school. I used to put petrol in. But back when people did put petrol in cars. Right. Where was this? This was in England what were you getting paid well I, it was it was shillings back in shillings days oh, and wow. it was shillings an hour so it was not much okay. money and what did i use the money for i used the money to buy petrol to put in my motorcycle <laughs> okay
2: best best piece of
1: advice you've received on your journey keep on you know don't don't stop don't don't think it's uh, you know, there's always a, something around the corner or over the top of the hill, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting over the end of the pandemic. Aren't we all? What is the best concert you've attended? Well, you know, my, my wife is an opera enthusiast. Ah. So I would have to say that I, I have been, now she's been to a lot more than me, but I have been to a number of Ring Cycles, you know, 15 hours of Wagner, and there are some pretty high high points in that. You know, there are bits like for fifteen hours. Yeah, it's not not all in one hit. You've got spread over a week. There's there's one on in Ooh. Brisbane later this year.
2: Right, I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure that's my go.
1: No, you've got to be an enthusiast, and there are uh, yes, there are lots of enthusiasts out there. But I'm also a rock music enthusiast, and um, yes, I saw Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders just a week ago. Um ah. Yeah, playing in London while, while most of Australia was in lockdown. Um, but um, I, I can think of several great rock concerts, and one of them was um, Neil Young. And I've, I've watched Neil. I've seen Neil Young in America. I've seen Neil Young in Australia. But I saw him in Paris once, and his Paris concert, it just hit every, oh, it was fantastic. You know, he came on doing Powderfinger. You know, you can't, can't go wrong from there.
2: I don't. Uh, after we figured out setting up this technically, I'm not sure if you're going to have a response to this tone. What would be the two most used apps on your phone? Uh,
1: that that the first one is um, is is flight radar twenty four. You know, where's my plane? I can look at it and I can see it's still a hundred kilometers away. Okay, I haven't used that. That's a good tip. Or you can be. I'm I'm meeting someone at Tullamarine. You know, or city airport, where's their plane? And I can look it up yeah. and say, Oh, I've, it's still 10 kilometers away on final approach. I better hurry if I'm going to be there at the gate. You know, or what, the, what's that one flying overhead right now? Oh, that's the ah. something from somewhere. So flight radar okay. 24. I, I waste too much time on. I like that. And all the other apps that I use regularly are ones that, um, you know, connect with travel. Um, Uber to get me a car. Here in London, free now to get me a black taxi. Um, or Santander to get me a bicycle. So I, I use Santander ah. bicycles a lot in um, in London. Um, there's a the parking app in Australia that, you know, instead mm. of putting money in parking meters, pays for your parking. I use that a lot. So they're all travel apps that I use.
2: I like it. A g- good variety. Um, what is the thing you have bought... From a country and started wearing and thought, man, eh, that looked pretty cool. Whether it be one of those open neck <laughs> shirts in Bolivia with the with the embroidery down it, or a cowboy hat or I, a, I, a poncho um, I've got in a, Mexico.
1: Jackets, we're just getting rather worn out now. Um, from a Spanish Spanish. Um Clothesmaker, but I bought it at the airport in Bogota in Colombia in South America. Colombia. In Colombia. I was just catching a flight and I just, there was a shop in this airport and I said, Hey, I like that jacket. And I've bought it and I've owned it ever since. And a lot of people have, um, have said they, they like that jacket. I've been told One of a great that cities. jacket for this photograph. One of the great cities, Bogota, I reckon. I've been um, mugged there. So that's the only city I've ever really been mugged in. Okay. Now I like
2: a good mugging story because I've got a few I can tell you that I won't bore you with. But what happened? Were you being
1: uh, were you not paying attention or what happened? Yeah, yeah, I was being foolish and um I still can't believe it. It wasn't like it was a really dangerous-looking place, but clearly it was. And yes. um, Two guys um, who sort of got on either side of me and one showed me what a nice sharp knife he had and um, I gave him my camera.
2: (laughs) As you do. Um, Do you have a favourite movie of all time?
1: Yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, Harrison Ford.
0: A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants, manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty. Probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants, that superhuman, the Terrell Corporation.
1: It just, you know, it's a great travel film. You know, you look at that and you think, yes, wow, look what they did to Los Angeles. I'd like to go and see it when it just <laughs> rains all the time. Um, and-, and, when,
2: uh, and when you were growing up, was there a TV show that sticks in the mind, you know, we're exploring the main part of the show that you travel around a lot, but was there a TV show you watched as a young bloke?
1: Well, you know, this this is going back to how really, really, really old you are. Yeah, yeah. I remember what this is even, you know, going back twenty years. Um twenty years ago. I'm in a comedy club in San Francisco, and they're going back twenty years from that. So you know, it's forty years back, and um, they're getting people in this thing to whistle along to um, theme tunes, and God, everybody knew Flintstones, Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a, a, a yabba never do time. time. <laughs> Stones, meet the Flintstones, they're the modern stoning family. From the ground to the bedrock, they're a page right out of history. But I can remember <laughs> when I was a child growing up in um, America, yeah. Um, yeah. Le- Leave It to Beaver. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> was... Leave It to Beaver. Okay. I've heard of that. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at it.
1: There were two two kids, you know, and there's a, you know, there's Uh, Absolutely middle-of-the-road family, the mum and dad and the two kids, one of whom was sort of a teenager who had girlfriends, I guess, and the younger one, whose name was Beaver, the the Beaver. (laughs) What a name. We'll leave it to Beaver. Leave it to
0: Beaver. Starring Barbara Billingsley and Jerry Mathers as the Beaver.
2: Okay, you talk books. You talk books. Apart from travel guides, what are
1: you reading at the moment? You know, I've, I've just finished just finished reading a book. Um, what is it? Dust on My Shoes. Right. Who's it by? By a guy called Peter Pinney, an Australian. Um, God, what a character he was. And I'd never heard of him. A friend of mine in Hong Kong said, Tony, I've just read this book. You should really read it. And... Um, I, I couldn't even find in the a library in Australia. I, well, there was a cop, there was a copy in the national library and, you know, the state library or whatever. But local libraries didn't have it. But the, my local library here in London had it. And um, he's travelling from Greece to Burma, Myanmar. So through all those countries, the hippie trail, whatever, in 1949. So just wow. after World War II. and he's got he's got no money at all. He's constantly bludging off people, and um, <laughs> and yes, and he has no v. He sneaks into countries without visas, and then gets arrested. And that's my type of book. That is my type of book. It was, um, you know, it was really
2: very, very readable. I was really surprised. And, what, and what's it? What's it called? One more time.
1: Dust on my shoes. So that's dust on my shoes. What's your favourite book of all time? Oh God, it's going to be some. Do you, you know? It's amazing how uh, when you're young, you read books, and they have a much bigger impact on you than later mm. on. And you you can't go back and recreate that. And I remember I read, you know, we all at some point read um, Catcher in the Rye. You know, ah. when I was a teenager, wow, what a book. Um, <laughs> I saw a movie about uh, about that just recently. Um, but, you know, I, I tried to reread it many years later, and it had no impact at all. It just it didn't do it. Um, I remember reading Wuthering Heights, you know, that mm, broadcast. Classics. Pl- classic, yeah, a real classic. And you realise why it's a classic. It was so amazing. But again, Heathcliff, Heathcliff out on the Moor. You know there's <laughs> a great record on that, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> it was. I like it. Okay. Um, you mentioned um Bill Gates in the main part of the show. Tell me what we would call a well-known person, celebrity is not the right term, but a well-known person that has made an impression on you, Tony.
1: Well, I mean, Bill Gates did, you know. I mean, he set set up that business that... You know, we all use all the time in some way or other, unless we use Apple, and I try to avoid using Apple. I feel that with Apple you're sucked into the Apple vortex Mm. and I don't want to be there even though I've got an iPhone. And how did you meet Bill and what type of fellow was he? It it was because he was coming to Australia and um, it was in the Keating era and he he did meet, um, spent time with Bill Keating. And um, Bill Keating, what's what's Keating's first name? Paul Paul Keating, Paul. sorry, yeah, Bill Gates. That'd Paul be Keating, yes, God, mm. we've forgotten. I've Bob Hawke, Paul Keating, John Howard. You know, I should. You're on is. it,
2: and that's about where we stop, I reckon. Because yeah. after that, I think they went off the boil a bit. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah, discussion they did. It's for true. another they day. They did
1: very much so. Uh, yes, <laughs> best and worst, um, and that there were Microsoft at that time. Sort of made noises about buying Lonely Planet, and this was ah. really pre-internet. So it was the idea of putting um, Lonely Planet onto DVDs, um, which we, hmm. we, could, we thought wasn't going to work and it wasn't going to work. So was Bill a nice chap? Yeah, he was, yeah. We had a very interesting chat and, you know, a little bit about travel because he'd, you know, been arrested for speeding in his Porsche just when he was, before he started, um, started mm. Microsoft. And, um, yeah, yeah, he was, he was interesting to talk to, but we, we talked mainly tech stuff. Um, okay. Because they were talking about me. Subsequently, um, I I paid a visit to Microsoft headquarters. I didn't see him again, but saw other people in um, in Seattle. But you know, and it came this, to nothing. The talk came to nothing.
2: This this is one that most people have no problem answering. But as a man that has seen as much of the planet as you have, what's your bucket list destination? So somewhere you want to go that you haven't. But for you, I imagine. You've been to most places you want to go.
1: No, no, I've got loads of places I'd like to go to still. I've Have got,
2: you? Right, I oh, give me one then. Give me one.
1: Um, Somaliland, yeah, that little corner of, of Somalia that's okay. My daughter has right. been there. Has she? Yeah, because we've got a f- foundation project there, an educational project, and she worked for the foundation we set up, and so she Somaliland. went. Somaliland. Yeah, and I've I've been to places on the border with Somaliland. Borders with Eritrea, Ethiopia, it's in that corner of Africa. Um, wow. And, you know, the, the last country I went to before the um, the pandemic was um, was the Yemen. I was on a little, uh, you know, which is not the safest place, but I was on an, a Yemen, Yemeni island called Socotra, which has been described as the Galapagos of the Indian Ocean. And I was there as wow. the pandemic as the pandemic took off in early 220. Um, but I didn't go to mainland Yemen. Well, I did um, <laughs> in transit, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I really would like, if, you know, if it was peaceful to, or more peaceful than it is, go to the mm-hmm. Yemen. and really it just sounds like an amazing country.
2: Any, this is a, this is a question that only a, a fellow like me could ask, any surf on this island? It was. Did you see any potential waves?
1: No, it's not a not a surfing island. Um, okay. Scuba diving. There was scuba diving there, but I don't think. I wonder if it did have waves, because I've been to lots of strange places where. You think, God, this isn't the place to go surfing, but the surfers are out there. I'm not a surfer. Yes, no, no. But no. Um, I've, I've certainly, you know, I've, I've been to a lot of places where I've, I've asked the surfers, you know, Ireland, for example. Oh, yeah, great surf. Great surf. But, you know, the Irish don't take it up because you can't do it casually. You've got to, you know, be in the, in the deep end with all the equipment and the.
2: Oh, it's bloody it, freezing too. Freezing,
1: yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> all right, I, I'm nearly done. Uh, what? If anything scares you, Tony?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't I know scares me not so much now, but I did have a, a long period when you know, traveling in dodgy places. And I was thinking, God, if I die tonight, this is not the hotel I'd like them to find my body in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can relate to that. I can
1: relate to that. Why did he end up in such a useless, (laughs) grubby hotel? The last time I can remember that was in Saudi Arabia. um, I was going from somewhere to somewhere and I I didn't get where I intended to by nightfall, so I ended up in some (laughs) grotty town in a grotty hotel. and um, Yeah, and I was thinking, oh. If I die tonight, I, I hope I don't die tonight because I don't want my body to be found
2: here. <laughs> right, Last one and I'll get out of your hair and I'll let you onto your London day. And this is an important one. I don't know how it's going to go for a well-travelled man like you, but this is the defining question on the whole podcast. This defines you as a author, as a traveller, as a husband, as a friend, as an Australian. Are you ready for this one? No. <laughs> Tony Wheeler up. Founder alongside your wife Maureen of Lonely Planet, the best book that has ever been written. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. <laughs> oh no, Toe. What are you doing, man? No, I've, you're a no.
1: You're a no. I've, I've, I've tried. I've had it various times, but I'm sorry. I'm with the Italians. This is this All is right. not pizza. <laughs> Listener.